Welcome to Star Witness, the all-new Cowboy-centric team show from 24-7 Sports here on Facebook Live. Very happy to bring you this for the first time. In a minute, we'll be joined by our expert, Patrick Walker of the Dallas Cowboys on 24-7 Sports. And we got a lot to get to. We're going to be talking Dez from all angles. We've got a poll on Dez that we want you guys to answer, of course. We'll also be talking about Dak Prescott and how the departure of Dez Bryant affects the franchise quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Then we'll talk a little bit about the draft and Demarcus Lawrence, the situation that the Cowboys have there this offseason. And then we'll open up the phone lines so you can ask Patrick Walker whatever it is that's on your mind. In the meantime, make sure you're dropping your comments in the comment section below. We'll be reading them throughout the broadcast, and Patrick and I will try to answer as many of your questions as possible by the end of today's show. At the very end of the show, we'll get Patrick's last take on today's poll. But first, what do you say we welcome him in here on The Star Witness. Oh, good. Hey, there's pa there's Patrick right there. I was trying to get the nice intro screen that Aaron made for us. Do we got that? All right, well, let's give it to the fans. I mean, shoot. There it is. Let him have it. I was not about to let that go. We needed to get that out there, Star Witness. First episode of Star Witness here at 24-7 Sports. So, you know, we're figuring it out on the fly. Patrick, how's it going today? It's great. How's it going for you, Kevin? Oh, I'm doing just fine. So we're asking this poll of the fans. We want to get their opinion after this Des Bryant situation. The news broke last Friday. The Cowboys parted ways with them. They saved $8.5 million against the cap. However, they lose a three-time Pro Bowl wide receiver and a first-team All-Pro in 2014, and they still have to eat $8 million in dead money from Des Bryant's contract. So should the Cowboys have kept Des, where do you think the fans will stand on this one? Well, I think the fans are, for the most part, leaning towards the, the side that says um, Des Bryant is, is right and how he feels slighted by the organization and how they handled or mishandled the, the progression or the regression of this. Um, if, you know, if they wanted to move on from him, that's a decision that a lot of people in the fan base that I'm hearing feel like should have been made a lot earlier than now. Um, so as it stands, the way it went down, a lot of fans are not necessarily feeling the Cowboys explanation on things or lack thereof. Well, Patrick, you got a good sense for where the fans stand on this, because right now the yes vote is doubling up on the no vote. Almost 240 fans there saying the Cowboys should have kept Des 200 or 129 of them saying nah. So if you want to vote in this poll and you haven't already, hit that heart button if you think that the Cowboys should have kept Dez. Hit the angry face if you think they made the right choice by parting ways with him. So let's get into this Dez Bryant situation and sort of uncover some of the fallout from this situation. So Jerry Jones cited several voices in his official statement when he said who made the decision on cutting Dez. He also mentioned how close he was to Dez, saying that he's just a handful of players that he's gotten this close with. Who made this decision and where did Jerry Jones stand? I think Jerry Jones was on um, Des Bryant's side. I don't think Jerry Jones wanted to release Des Bryant at all. I think it was a very uh, difficult decision for him to have to deliver. I don't believe that he made it um, or even 
you know, wanted to be the guy that presented it to him. But there's so much of a respect between Jerry Jones and Des Bryant. If you guys recall, when Des Bryant came into the league, um, you know, he had some maturity issues. You're talking about Jerry Jones being one of the primary individuals who helped him become the man that we see today, helped him remain in the league and become that three time pro bowler that you that you referenced earlier. Um, so I believe that when Jerry Jones was speaking of several voices, quote unquote, you're talking about uh, like executive vice president of player personnel, Stephen Jones, uh, to a lesser degree, potentially um, Will McClay, um, Jason Garrett. Uh, but I think that for my money under my head if you say Patrick who's the defining voice in this I think it comes from offensive coordinator Scott Linehan I just think that uh, Linehan felt for whatever reason that he would not be able to continue with Des Bryant on the roster most of his rowdy in the comments says Romo carried Des Des is not football smart that's why once Romo was gone Des's numbers went way down that's interesting because I want to talk about Dez's teammates. Dez said multiple times in his post interviews saying that he doesn't blame the teammates. Uh, a lot of them he still had very good relationships with. However, he did mention that Garrett guys played a role in his ousting. And it sounds like the locker room may have been a little bit divided on Dez. So who are these Garrett guys that Dez mentioned? Well, the thing is, Des himself, um, even though he feels slighted by the organization and some of the players in the locker room, uh, he drew the line at naming who those, individu who those individuals were. Uh, he gave us a good indication by saying they wear a captain's patch. Um, that's going to narrow it down to players like Orlando Skandrick, um, Travis Frederick, Sean Lee, Dan Bailey, um, Dak Prescott. But Dak Prescott came out recently and for better or for worse, he said that he did not have any say in the decision made on Des Bryant. He kind of referenced the fact that, hey, I'm a second year quarterback. Nobody's going to listen to me. So whether you believe that or not, that's his stance. Um, Travis Frederick came out, spoke with spoke about Des Bryant with severe reverence. So it doesn't look like Travis Frederick had anything um, to do with the decision. We've not yet heard from players like Jason Witten, Dan Bailey, Sean Lee, but we all know that it's not Orlando Skandrick for obvious reasons. <laughs> He's up in Washington now, so he he is not now, no, probably never was a quote-unquote Garrett guy if we're going to um, apply that label like Dez did. So we don't really know who it is, but the speculation is kind of out there just based on the fact that he said that whomever those players are, they're wearing the captain's, captain's patch. Ronnie in the comments says, Dez is going to destroy this year, and we gave up on him. Dez averaged 1,300 yards, over 1,300 yards, and 14 touchdowns from 2012 to 2014. However, he hasn't eclipsed 1,000 yards or double-digit touchdowns since. Can Dez still be a dominant wide receiver, and is there any chance you see him staying in the NFC East? Uh, I'll answer this question in the inverse. I do believe there's a good chance he stays in the NFC East. It will not be with the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's knock them off the table right now. They're pretty much set at wide receiver. Um, you look at someone like the Washington Redskins, they have the cap room. I think it's upwards of $17 million. They have a gaping hole at the number one receiver spot. So that's a good potential destination. Plus, we mentioned Orlando Skandrick. Don't underestimate the lobbying behind the scenes that former teammates can do between friends. Um, but I believe that if you look at what he said earlier, Mike Fisher of Dallas Cowboys on 24-7 Sports put out a great report um, a little bit earlier today saying that the New York Giants are not only in play, but they might be the favorite for Dez Bryant. Um, even though they're not as a team, they haven't said that they have any interest just yet. We all know that can change, could potentially change after the draft once they see where they're headed um, or what they have there at wide receiver. But don't 
knock out the Washington Redskins. They're definitely in play. Top dog in the NFC East could be the New York Giants. But I do believe that Des Bryant can and will return to top form. But he's going to have to get with a veteran quarterback who can play at an elite level and an offensive coordinator that knows how to use his skill set, get him open, put him more in the slot or in the slot more often, I should say. Um, And plus, he's working with David Robinson, the, the infamous NFL route guru. So I believe that all things being said and reviewed and evaluated, as long as he lands with a team that has an elite quarterback that is a veteran, and an offensive coordinator that can scheme for his skill set, I think you're going to see 1,200, 1,300 yards and uh, 13, 14 touchdowns from Des Bryant in 2018. All right, so I take it you don't agree with Rochelle in the comments who says, Des, you had a great career. Retire with dignity. I don't know. No, absolutely not. Um, this is a 29-year-old who still has a – I mean, we, we use this cliche as hyperbole when we say guys have you know, a lot left in the tank, but we're talking about Des Bryant. He definitely has a lot left in the tank um, when he's healthy and he's shown that he can be. I think more of the issue was if you look at post-2014, look at whom he had at quarterback. Without Tony Romo, he had Matt Castle laughable. He had Brandon Wheaton, laughable. Now in 2016, he had an uptick. He went back up to just under 800 yards. He had eight touchdowns. And even that was with a rookie quarterback in Dak Prescott. Um, And then Dak Prescott struggled because the offense struggled as a whole without Ezekiel Elliott, without Tyron Smith on the left end. And that combined with the lack of chemistry between Prescott and Dez to put forth another, you know, down here in production. So whereas the drops are certainly accountable to Des Bryant, there's more that happened uh, in 2017 that can explain why he did not play at an elite level than simply pointing to, well, he had, you know, 11 drops. It's bigger than that. And I think everybody's going to find that out in 2018 if he lands with the right team. If you talk about somebody like the Rams, he mentioned it'd be fun playing with Jared Goff. You team him with Jimmy Garoppolo in in San Francisco. You're about to find out and be reminded really quickly, Rochelle, that uh, Des Bryant has a lot left. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit more about Dak's struggles later on. But first, I want to touch on how the Cowboys can replace Dez. We've talked about Dez's options moving forward. What about the Cowboys? We saw them bring in Alan Hearns and Deontay Thompson in free agency. They still have Terrence Williams and Cole Beasley. But none of those guys really sing first number one receiver for the Cowboys. How do you see them replacing Dez? Well, I think the first thought process is going to go um, towards Alan Hearns. Uh, They brought in Alan Hearns on a two-year deal. Uh, Deontay Thompson is going to be looked more so as the replacement for Bryce Butler, who's now in Arizona. So assume for now that Alan Hearns is going to take the number one role. Um, He took the number one role for a stretch of time in Jacksonville, and he was able to deliver before he got injured himself. Uh, But they're also going to look heavily at the NFL draft. If you look at their official 30 pre-draft visit list um, and just whom they've had interest in, in as far as prospects are concerned from January to now, they're loaded with wide receiver prospects that they're showing some intense interest in, Kelvin Ridley being one of them. Um, Jason Garrett was the only NFL head coach at SMU's Pro Day looking at wide receiver Cortland Sutton. You're looking at DJ Moore potentially out of Maryland. So this wide receiver class is stacked in a way that if they did not go with um, let's say someone like Kelvin Ridley at 19, they're still locked and loaded to 
grab someone in the second round. They have 10 picks. They could trade back up into the second round for a double dip. So I think you're going to see them use Hearns with a combination of an impact wide receiver pick, whether it be at 19. Hopefully not. I wouldn't go 19, but we'll go, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But at some point in the first three rounds, they're going to go wide receiver, team him up uh, with Alan Hearns. And that's going to be hopefully the resolution for the void that Des Bryant is leaving behind. I like that plan. I told them we'd talk about Dak. Let's do it right now. So Dak, after that fantastic rookie year where it looked like nothing could go wrong for him, saw his completion percentage, touchdown to interception ratio, and passer rating all drop in 2017. And now he's without a true number one wide receiver after the departure of Dez Bryant. Do you think that cutting Dez was the best move for Dak's development? Uh, Honestly, I don't think that it would curb or aid in Dak's development because if you look at Dak's film um, although he boasts things like the the best uh, tight window accuracy in the NFL so he can make the throws it's the ability to make them consistently. Dak Prescott himself admitted earlier in the offseason he has to get better at quote-unquote making the consistently accurate throws and I don't think that the wide receiver matters if that's the issue. Um, So What we're about to find out is exactly how good of a quarterback Dak Prescott is going to be in 2018, because now you're not going to the team is not going to have Des Bryant as a scapegoat. You brought in Alan Hearns. You're going to get a draft pick. You got Deontay Thompson. You got Cole Beasley. You got Ryan Switzer. Hopefully they give him a a bigger role. You got Noah Brown with excellent potential. Lance Lenoir, a team favorite, great route runner. So you have all these weapons. You no longer have Des Bryant. So the onus is really going to be on Dak Prescott to prove that he can make the fundamental improvements like with his footwork, his decision making like he showed in 2016 when he didn't have to carry the team because Ezekiel Elliott was there to take those handoffs. So with or without Dez, I don't think that it would curb or aid Dak Prescott's progression. Um, I think it really just boils down to him being able to improve, improve himself as a franchise quarterback in the NFL. And there is some question still about him as a franchise quarterback. Even though he's 22-10 and in his first two seasons, that's pretty dang good for a former fourth-round pick. There's still some critics who question his status as a franchise QB. Will there be any question about Dak as a franchise quarterback after the 2018 season? There will be only if he leaves anything on the field. And I mean, we're talking about the consistently accurate throws. Uh, Obviously, he still needs to improve on some of the throws that he makes, like the back shoulder throws. He's been struggling um, with those since he came into the league for the past two years. He's going to have to have a stellar year. Now, obviously, that's a subjective statement because stellar could depend upon how the season ends record-wise. It could depend upon if Ezekiel Elliott is going to remain on the field for 16 games, which I believe that he will. But it it depends on so many factors. At the end of the day, I will say this. If Dak Prescott delivers a season that is admirable enough to get the Cowboys deep into the playoffs, and he can return to his mistake-free form in 2016 or from 2016, I don't believe there will be any question. And then you can start talking about uh, you know, his, his extension money, which is going to be massive if he can earn it in 2018. Um, but if there are any questions, if he you know, balls out in the regular season but lays, a, lays an egg in the playoffs, you're going to start hearing talk of Cooper Rush in 2019. may not be within the organization itself. They may not even be verbal about it. But logic dictates that a Cooper Rush um, going into the third year of his rookie deal, you got to know what you got with him um, before 2020. 
Before we move on to the rest of Dallas's offseason plans, I've got a hot take in the comment section, and I must get your reaction. Sean Hughes says, Dak has now cost us Romo and Dez. What do you think? Ooh, that's, uh, he's not wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, if, if we're talking about, you know, <laughs> taking his statement literally, then he's not wrong if we're looking at it literally. Literally, he came in and he was the reason that Romo could not regain his job as number one uh, quarterback. And that was 2016. And then 2017, literally some of his inaccuracy issues and the uh, lack of chemistry between himself and Des Bryant did help fuel the ousting of Bryant. So although he wasn't completely accountable for Bryant being released, um, he was in some capacity. So he's not really wrong um, as much as I, you know, hate to say it. I, you know, it's not really as hot of a take as you would think if you look at it at its face on face value. It's not as hot of a take as you think. That's true. Just wanted to get your reaction. So let's <laughs> rifle through the rest of Dallas's offseason real quick here so we can get to the phone lines and get your questions at home. If you got a question for Patrick, please drop it in the comment section right now. But right now we're going to talk the draft and Demarcus Lawrence, the two biggest things left on the Cowboys slate for the rest of the offseason. We already know they need help at wide receiver. You did a beautiful job laying that out. There are other positions, however, that the Cowboys must improve as well. What is Dallas's blueprint for a perfect draft in 2018? Well, hopefully their blueprint is similar to mine in that I would not go wide receiver with the 19th pick. They have more dire needs, even with Des Bryant being shown the door. They still have a dire need at left uh, guard. Um, so ideally, you're going to get your offensive lineman in the first round. Um, if they don't find themselves in a position where they can trade up for someone like safety Derwin James out of Florida State, uh, someone like Roquan Smith, the linebacker out of the University of Georgia, go dogs. Um, if one of those two players don't fall out of the top 10 and give the Cowboys a real position or a real chance to trade up and grab them, then potentially look back or look at them probably trading back to later in the first round, still grabbing um, a, a player, whether it be an offensive lineman, um, and then using that draft collateral, that draft capital to move back up. Because if they trade back in the first round draft chart, pretty much dictates they get an additional third rounder. Use that or one of the later ones come back up. I don't think they're going to walk away with 10 full draft picks. But if you walk away with, say, six or seven draft picks and the impact positions or the impact picks like your first round, your second round, your third rounder. If that goes offensive line, linebacker, wide receiver in any order other than wide receiver first, that's that's a jackpot for me. Any chance Calvin Ridley, though, 19? We got some fans in the comment section here that would like to see that. Calvin Ridley is definitely on their radar, and I don't say that lightly. The Cowboys absolutely love what Calvin Ridley brings to the table. He is a complete route runner. He is crisp in his routes. Football IQ is through the roof. Um, a lot of people are worried about his age. The Cowboys are not necessarily worried about his age at all. Um, I think for them it's going to come down to the witching hour before they make that decision on if they will go Ridley at 19. But again, if you're looking at the depth of the wide receiver pool right now, your DJ Moore's, your Cortland Sutton, and, and and several other players that I'm not mentioning here. I don't think you have to go all in on Calvin Ridley at 19, but if they did, they wouldn't regret it. But I do think that would be a bit of a reach position-wise, but not talent-wise, if that makes sense. It does. And after the draft, they'll have a bunch of workouts. But the big signing that they hope to get, I don't know if they will, 
maybe Patrick can tell us, involves Demarcus Lawrence. He had 14 and a half sacks last year, which was tied for second most in the NFL. He's already signed the franchise tag, so he's guaranteed at least $17.2 million this year. But he could still sign a long-term deal so long as it occurs before the NFL deadline in mid-July. Do you see it happening? No, I actually do not see it happening. Um, as it stands, uh, it seems from what I'm hearing, the team and the, uh, Demarcus Lawrence are far apart on where they want the long term deal to land money wise. So I think in the end, he plays out the franchise tag and the situation gets revisited um, this time next year. I don't think that that deal is going to get done before the deadline in mid-July. And when he first did get that franchise tag extended to him, uh, what Patrick says fits perfectly because he said this really sets me up for 2019. So it sounds like he's kind of wanted to play under that franchise tag and uh, get a chance to prove himself just like he did last year. So on that note, we're going to open up the phone lines. Whatever you guys want to ask Patrick, now is your chance. That number is 615-422-5240. And while we're waiting for the lines to buzz, let's take a quick look over at that poll and get a fresh number here. So should the Cowboys have kept Dez? 670 of you say yes, they should have. 368 say no, they shouldn't have. And Patrick making his stance very clear. He's got that heart up, but we'll get his final take on that in a minute. Right now, we got to get that phone line up there. Sorry, Mike, I'm throwing a bunch of things at you. Mike, the producer on the boards over there, making sure everything runs smoothly. All right, so while we're waiting for those phone lines to buzz, Again, that number is 615-422-5240. We'll take a look in the comment section now, and maybe if you can answer a couple of these rapid-fire, Patrick, in between calls if we get them. So we talked about Calvin Ridley. What do you think about James Washington? He was the Blitnikoff winner, I believe, out of uh, Oklahoma State. Yep. Yeah, out of Oklahoma State. He's he's uh, he's trying to go from cowboy to cowboy. Um, Washington himself, uh, I believe it was at the Senior Bowl, he made it clear, the team met with him at the Senior Bowl, and he made it clear that he wanted to uh, play for the Cowboys. And at the time, he stated that he would love to, quote-unquote, help Des Bryant. Obviously, that is off the table, but I have no doubt that he still wants to wear the star. Um, James Washington is a great player. I'm a huge fan of him. Um, I was earlier in the offseason, and although some of his workouts have floored a lot of the um, NFL scouts and some of the talking heads around the league. I am still impressed with James Washington. Um, I don't have him as high as someone like Calvin Ridley. Um, I have DJ Moore higher than James Washington as well, but he is definitely in my top three or four of the wide receiver prospects entering the NFL draft. All right, we've got our first caller on the line here. Mike, okay, good. You already got it ready. Okay, you're on the line. You're on the air right now with the star witness What's your name and what's your question for Patrick? You're oh, he hung up. We had him and then he got nervous. Patrick, <laughs> his, 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 take, his, take, his take must have been scorching hot. Yeah, he he so backed out at the last second. We had him until the very last second there. Again, that number 615-422-5240. Let's leave that up so we can get a call in here for Patrick. I'm checking in on the comment section. Wow, Justin asking, will the Cowboys go for a new coach if they don't make it to the playoffs this year? 
The answer is yes. I am very unequivocal in my stance there. I believe that if the Cowboys, they don't have any scapegoats now. They cleaned house beneath uh, Rob Marinelli, Scott Linehan, and Jason Garrett. So that cupboard has been completely replaced. You can't blame anyone there. Uh, Des Bryant is out the door. Tony Romo was out the door. Effect of 2016, following 2016. There are no more scapegoats. So if the Cowboys do not make the playoffs, or let me be more specific. If the Cowboys do not win their first playoff game at least, you're going to see a new head coach in 2019. All right, we've got another caller on the line. Let's see if we can keep this one. All right, welcome to the Star Witness. You're on the air live with Kevin Boylard and Patrick Walker. What's your name and what's your question for Patrick? Uh, my name is Adam, and my question for Patrick is what will it take for the Cowboys to get Earl Thomas to play for them this year? Great question. Patrick? That is a fantastic question, Adam. Thanks so much for asking it. Um, right now, the Seahawks are going to have to come off of the paint that they're huffing. Um, <laughs> this is lack of a better way. No, you know, I can't put it another way. Uh, I was one of the ones um, that I, I lead, I'm leading the charge as far as the Cowboys getting Earl Thomas put out a couple pieces in January, um, lusting for Earl Thomas to come home to Texas and wear the star. But then reports came out that the Seahawks were looking for a first round pick and then some. I think that's too rich for the Cowboys blood. They do have the cap room now that they've released as Bryant. I think it's going to come down to draft day. The closer it gets to draft day, uh, the lower the value is going to be on Earl Thomas because the Seahawks know that teams are going to be looking at the draft to probably solve their safety issues. The Cowboys being one of them, because, again, we mentioned potentially trading up for someone like Derwin James a little bit ago. So Cowboys are going to have options in the draft. Jesse Bates being one of them, another one of them, I should say. But to Glenn Earl Thomas, you're going to have to at least give up your uh, second round pick, number 50. That's going to have have to go over to the Seahawks and then that's going to start the conversation. I don't think anything short of offering up the 50th overall pick is going to get it they're going to get the conversation um, to a meaningful point. So start there. Oh, I think we lost Patrick. Maybe we can get the feedback. I think his Skype cut out. But that's something else. Did anyone can we get it back to me? All right, we're back to me. Shoot. He was killing it about that Earl Thomas take too. Any chance? Oh, there he is. I heard. Here. Oh, okay. Patrick is here. All right. We lost you momentarily there during the end of that answer, but that was really good stuff. Continue to get your calls in 615-422-5240. We probably have time for one or two more calls. In the meantime, I'm going to jump into. <laughs> now what is he? Is he, is he officially gone now? All right. All right. Well, it's almost the end of the show anyway here, so. Maybe we'll try to get him back here. We got to get his final thought on the poll, right? <laughs> Hang with us, folks. This is the very first episode of Star Witness, and we're still working out some of the technical kinks. All right, so some awesome stuff in the comment section, I'm noticing. Oh, we have Patrick. He's asking if we, he can get us back in. Any chance? Okay. No, he's DMing me. You're getting the behind-the-scenes access right here. Patrick is uh, trying to trying to get this thing figured out. We're working together with him. We want to get his final thoughts on this poll here. All right. Okay, Patrick. Unfortunately, I think that uh, cost us the last couple of calls, but 
We'll get, while we got you here, I was like, we got to get him back to at least get his final take on this poll. I know you had some stuff you wanted to get off your chest here. So let's take one final look. Should the Cowboys have kept Dez? 745 fans say they should have. 399 said, nope, they made the right decision. Your final take on this poll. I believe the Cowboys made a mistake in releasing Des Bryant. I believe that um, with the suspension of Ezekiel Elliott in 2017, now that you know presumably he'll be on the field for the full 16 plus games, um, you're looking at a uh, hopefully improved Dak Prescott. You know Des Bryant, he's you know working on his routes. Dak Prescott's going to work on his fundamentals. Chemistry could have improved. I think they should have reloaded for 2018 and then going from there would have been a lot easier to release Des Bryant in 2019 had things not gone well. But in the end, I think that the Cowboys made the wrong decision. And whether you agree with the decision or not, they still botched the handling of it. I think it all could have gone much better than it did. Absolutely. A guy who's going to go down or is the all-time leader in receiving touchdowns. You hate to see it end like that. Uh, but for in the case of the Cowboys and Des Bryant, it does. So life goes on, I suppose. But for the Cowboys fans, it goes on without Des Bryant. All right, Patrick, we have to go on without you. I know you're very busy and have got a lot of stuff to do. I'm sorry we lost you for a minute or two there at the end of the phone calls. But the next time, I'm sure we'll have that all worked out. Right, boys? <laughs> They're smiling and nodding like they should. All right, Patrick, thanks for being here. Make sure you're following him on Twitter, at Voice of the Star. He's killing it at all times. Patrick, you're the man. Thanks for having me. You guys have a good day. Salute. All right. All right. Let's close out the show here. Do you guys know how hard Patrick works for you? Do you guys wonder how this content just always pops up on the Dallas Cowboys on 24-7 Sports Facebook page? Do you just take it for granted and expect it to be there every time you wake up and log on to your Facebook? Patrick's out there working hard, grinding to his nubs so he can get you that content out there. So make sure you're giving Patrick a follow on Twitter, at Voice of the Star. Make sure you're signed up for his newsletter. Make sure that you're following the page on Facebook, and make sure you're always tuning in to The Star Witness. It's a new show, Cowboy Show. I hope you enjoyed the first one. For Patrick Walker, I'm Kevin Boylard, and the rest of the video team here. Make sure you're keeping it locked at 24-7 Sports, where we're talking your team all the time.